Listener Production. US stocks edge lower as key economic figures come into view. And Aussie shares expected to edge higher on Wednesday ahead of key inflation data. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Wednesday, the 28th of February. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Uh, today, we've got the Dow down 0.4%, S&P 500 down 0.1%, NASDAQ not vastly changed. Not much movement as far as government bonds are concerned, although interest rates in the US are at three-month highs. What do you make of it? Well, I think what we've seen with the US share market is a switch in attention from the AI frenzy to economic data and the pathway for the US Federal Reserve in terms of interest rates going forward. So a big focus on the economic data. And last night we saw durable goods orders fall by 6.1% in January. That was the biggest fall in almost four years. And this then adds to some softer numbers that we've seen more recently, retail spending, housing starts, and manufacturing production, which depicts an economy that's lost some momentum at the beginning of the year, although it could be somewhat weather affected. A great way for curing sleeplessness, of course, is digging into the detail when it comes to some of these economic figures. Durable goods are a a favourite of mine because of the spread of uh, figures or uh, outcomes that it takes in. So you could be talking about the number of fridges that were delivered or how many aircraft carriers were ordered by the US Department of Defence. So when you unpick these numbers, they didn't look as bad. Like um, you you take the big items out, it, it sort of hung in there reasonably well. But with that biggest contraction since April of uh, 2020, you'd be paying attention to the numbers coming down the pipe, I suppose. And it feeds into business investment and capital spending by businesses. So businesses are likely to withhold spending and not invest if they worry about the future economic outcomes, particularly consumer spending. But what we did see is those orders ranging from toasters to aircraft, (laughs) which are meant to last three years or more, they plunged 6%, as I mentioned, amid a sharp drop in commercial aircraft bookings. So we did see bookings or demand for Boeing aircraft in particular. They fell quite sharply. So overall civilian aircraft orders plummeted 58.9% and Boeing reported on its website that it received only three orders for commercial aircraft in January, sharply down from 371 in December, probably due to that cabin panel blowout on its Alaskan Airlines jet midair in January. It does provide pause for thought, doesn't it, when the doors are blowing off things that you're making? One of the other things to note, Tom, is we did see some weakness in consumer confidence. So we saw the conference board measure of consumer confidence fall from 110.9 to 106.7 in February. And that was after three straight monthly increases. And what we're seeing there are households worrying more about the labour market and domestic political environment. So we are seeing some evidence of job cuts, but also the US presidential election looms large. Just in terms of some of the market movers over the course of the session, uh, one of the better gainers was a group called Constellation, uh, a carbon-free clean energy business, and they had a much better than expected earnings result, which had the stock up by about 13%. What about Norwegian Cruise Lines? What a day they're having. Double-digit improvements. Uh, They say that demand is at a record high. Yes, we did see Carnival up 6.9% as well. It's the rival of Norwegian. One of the other things that stood out overnight for me was the share price of some of the all super majors. So Chevron and Hess fell between 1.9% and 3.2% drags on the Dow Jones and also the S&P 500 after ExxonMobil said it's considering a move that could break up the company's 53 billion US dollar merger and increase its share of Guyana's 
giant offshore oil reserves. Yeah, you've kind of got oil closing in on that $80 mark. So the, the range that we've seen for some time now is like 60 to 80. Nothing to talk about necessarily now, but if it breaks through 80, that's a different story. Which is a possibility. We have seen the US oil NYMEX price up 1.6% to 78.82 US dollars a barrel overnight as producer group OPEC Plus considers extending voluntary oil output cuts into the second quarter to provide additional support. We've heard this all before, haven't we, Tom? Yeah, it's a familiar refrain. So uh, the other thing in the commodity space as well is that iron ore prices have continued to retreat. So we've currently got them at their lowest levels in around four months. The headwinds coming out of China still remain in the headlines. Weaker home sales, they're down by about 34%. Uh, compared to the same time last year in China. You've got inventories of iron ore nudging higher, steel mill margins contracting, trifecta of negatives there for the steel-making ingredient. It is lower steel production in the near term is capping gains for iron ore futures. We saw them down 0.2% to 125.84 US dollars a tonne overnight. There's talk about a potential export tax on Indian low-grade iron ore as well. Uh, But certainly what we saw last night, however, was a lift in some of those iron ore producers in London. So the Rio Tinto was up 0.9% and BHP was up 1.3%. We did see a bit of a lift in copper and aluminium futures up marginally by 0.2%, which provides some support for those producers. Just quickly, uh, I'm loath to talk about the cryptocurrencies really that much, Ryan, but you've kind of got Bitcoin trading at its highest levels since the end of November. The halving event uh, or the forking event uh, coming up in April is a bit of a factor for there. I suppose the legitimacy that they've been provided through the approval of certain ETFs and the prospect of more to come is having a big influence on the cryptocurrencies at the moment. Yes, we have seen Bitcoin rally about 10% over two sessions, helped by Monday's disclosure from crypto investor and software firm MicroStrategy that had recently purchased about 3,000 Bitcoins for an outlay of 155 million US dollars. Bitcoin is now over 57,000 US dollars on track for its biggest two-day rally this year, and it's at a two-year high. Just quickly, as far as the European experience was concerned last night, the UK market just in negative territory, the French market up by a quarter of a percent, German market up three quarters of a percent, stocks 600, the broader measure of European stock performance up by around 0.2 of a percent. So in the local picture today, Ryan, the cavalcade of organizations reporting will include Flight Center, Next DC, the data center operator uh, that's very topical at the moment and the mining services group Wallis will be reporting as well. Yes, so Flight Center is expected to report results today with underlying EBITDA estimates of 186.3 million, an interim dividend per share estimate of 14 cents per share, revenue estimate of 1.29 billion. So look out for that. I'll be providing an update to our customers on that one. So I'll give you a proper review of what's gone on. But what's important today from an Australian perspective is the monthly consumer price index is issued for You're the month of January. About these figures, aren't you? you don't love them. I don't love them. Only 60% of the CPI will be updated with little new information on services. We know that the services part of the economy is where the stickiness when consumer prices are located. Are you slightly inconvenienced by the fact that the change to these monthly updates as well? Well, it tends it, to water things down a little bit, doesn't it, it? It has added a little bit of noise, that's for sure. So 
Elevated housing inflation is expected to be offset by goods discounting, lower fuel and a decline in international travel prices. Look out for some services with a focus on cleaning maintenance and clothing cleaning. They're actually in this measure for the month. They could provide some insights on wages growth, for example. And, That's and- the interesting aspect of the things. Is each month con- contains some nuanced information. That's part of the challenge, isn't it, drawing all of those dots together? It is. So for the month, we could see the consumer price index down 02 to 0.3%. For the annualised number, it could lift, however, due to the base effect from 34 to either 35 or 3.6%. Markets need to be careful not to overreact to these numbers today because, as I mentioned, it's mainly a goods measure. We know goods prices are going down, but also at the same time, it excludes education costs, which we all know rose sharply in January. The Aussie dollar currently trading at around 65.5 US cents. And of course, today's inflation numbers have got the potential to get the Aussie dollar rocking and rolling, Ryan. Thanks for hanging out this morning. See you again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.